0: Tell me if this has ever happened to you. You're standing in front of the mirror, you have the best intentions, you're saying to yourself, I'm going to have the best day. I'm going to be so nice to me. I'm going to love myself. Today is going to be amazing. And then all of a sudden, you catch a glimpse of yourself and there's this little voice that brings to your attention all of your flaws. So you start trying to say some positive things to yourself. You're saying, "Yes, I'm good enough. I'm going to kill today. I'm going to slay things. I'm beautiful." And then all of a sudden, you're saying, "Well, why why am I feeling this way about myself? Don't you see my wrinkles? Hold on. I'm not I'm not good enough. Like, look at this wrinkle." And then now you're starting to practice all your self-love affirmations that you run on Instagram from your favorite influencer, but yet you can't unsee this flaw. And now all of a sudden you're not going to have a good day because you start beating yourself up for how you look and you're shaming yourself for all the weight that you've gained. And now, in fact, all you can see are these flaws and you start getting frustrated because you're doing all the things, you're working so hard, you're trying to be your best self, you're working on yourself and you want to love this part of you, but no matter how hard, you try, how hard you try, you're never actually feeling better about yourself. And you always end up in the same place where you feel like you're still standing 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 in front of the mirror, trying your best, wanting to feel good enough, but you don't. Does this sound familiar? If so, today's episode is going to be so valuable for you because we're going to talk about why positive self-talk isn't the vehicle that is going to get you into a loving relationship with yourself, despite what everybody says, right? Everyone's like, just say nice things to yourself. Just love yourself. Just say your affirmations. But this doesn't always work. And sometimes it can actually make you feel worse about yourself. So I'm going to be giving you a couple exercises to work on today. And this is actually going to be another beautiful sneak peek into the work that we are going to be doing on you during the Form Your LLC live experience that is happening for you on 7-1 at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So if you have not already registered for this experience, it's completely free. So you can do so right now by tapping the link in the show notes. And we are going to dive into getting you some more relief even before we join the LLC experience. All right, you ready? Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Confidence Lounge Podcast, where we cover all things confidence in life and business. I'm your host, Elise Conroy, and I'm on a passionate mission to help thousands of women across the world feel more confident from the inside out. Because not on my watch am I ever gonna watch another woman do insecure life and business again. So if you're ready to become your most confident self, mama, or businesswoman, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So grab your favorite beverage, get nice and comfy, and get ready to receive today's confidence injection. Welcome back to the Confidence Lounge Podcast, my beautiful friend, how are we feeling today? My goodness, when I was recording the intro for this, I almost felt exhausted. <laughs> As I'm saying, this example of what it's like when we stand in front of the mirror and say these things to ourselves, can you relate to that, right? I'm sure this is not a fun, energizing, uplifting way to have a relationship with yourself. So that's why we're here talking about this today, because so many of the women that I have worked with inside of the CAM program have been in a place where they didn't necessarily like themselves. They didn't like where they were at. They didn't like where they were going in life. So this is a big fundamental that I see across you know the range of women that I talk to, the range of women that I've worked with, because we're in this place where we're like, Like Okay, I'm doing all these things, I'm trying to work on myself, but I don't feel better. So why this happens is we get into relationships with ourselves, and we're not really sure how we got here, right? But when we get to this place where we're not able to actually feel good enough, we're not having that true self-love, we're always shaming ourselves, we're beating ourselves up we're in a place where we're lacking that love for ourselves, we're lacking acceptance for ourselves, and we're lacking clarity about ourselves. So what ends up happening is the women that I work with, I see them get trapped in this pattern. And tell me if this sounds familiar for you too. So they get in this pattern of feeling like they should be someone else, they should be somewhere else, or they should be something else. So then they end up beating themselves up for every little tiny thing that they do wrong. They judge how they look, what they say, what they do. They'll just spend weeks obsessing, oh my god, I can't believe that I said that. Oh my god, I can't believe that. I did that and then they start working harder and harder every single day to prove themselves. And then they feel full of resentment because nobody notices. So they're staying late at work. They're putting in all the extra hours. They're doing more at home. Their partner and their kids and their family aren't noticing. No one in their life is giving them praise. And they're like, oh my God, like when is it ever going to be enough? And then they feel like they should be farther ahead, both personally and professionally, but they never seem to inch forward because they're drowning in the never-ending day-to-day to-dos. It feels like, oh my God, I have to put out this fire. I can never get ahead because I'm working on this. So they keep working harder They keep pushing themselves to do better. And then the inner mean girl that we all have is screaming, do more. You need to look better. You need to work harder. Hey, look at her over there. She's thriving. You're struggling to stay afloat. You need to be better. So you better stay up late answering that email. You better get your ass to the gym. You better work harder on yourself. But yet, no matter how much they're actually doing, even though it's more and more and more every single day, it never feels like enough. And that's when the downward spiral really starts to suck them in, right? So her mind is filled with a ton of negative thoughts. And that's where she's trying to use that positive self-talk as a tool to feel better. But it almost feels like a joke because it feels like the positive thought or how they want to feel about themselves is so far away from the truth. So then... After trying to do the positive self-talk or use this as a tool, it just seems like a waste of time because no amount of positive thinking is ever actually working and creating that feeling of actually feeling enough or feeling better about herself or feeling like that love is coming in. And then at the end of the day, she feels exhausted and so tired and she tried, but once again, it still wasn't enough. And then she wakes up the next morning and the pattern starts again. So this is literally the spiral I see so many of you stuck in every single day. This is your day in, your day out. Your head is flooded with all sorts of thoughts like, oh, I'm not good enough. I need to be perfect. Perfection is my only option. I should be looking like her. I need to get back to whatever it might be. Maybe you want to get back to your high school weight or how you felt about yourself when, before you had your divorce, right? You, you want to look at how you looked when you were in college, when you were a size six, whatever it is. You think to yourself, oh, I need to be more positive. I need to work on myself. But then there's also these other thoughts where it's like, I'm so behind, I'm never going to get ahead. Is this all sounding familiar? So when we live in this space, I notice there's a few things that I see you all trying to do that aren't working right? So first and foremost, as I mentioned, we're trying to positive self-talk ourselves into loving ourselves. It doesn't work. Then we think, okay, well, if I don't feel good enough, I need to do more. Big mistake, right? Doing more is never going to be the solve. It's just going to exhaust you and put you further into burnout, which I know you're probably already on the brink of it if you're having thoughts like this. Because when we think thoughts like this, the result is always going to be exhaustion and burnout. Because you're always going to think, oh, well, I need to do more. And then here comes the exhaustion, So I know another thing I see a lot of you doing is we follow these people, let's say on Instagram, maybe it's like a a positive Instagram account, um, somebody who's very body positive, maybe it's self-love affirmations, Um, maybe it's uh, just somebody who's focused on being your best self. I see this a lot with the people that follow me and they're like, Elise, I'm doing all the things you're telling me to do, but I actually feel worse about myself. So here's the thing with that. Is when we are doing the work on ourselves. a lot of times we'll just think, okay, well, if I just do what this person said to say or said to do on Instagram, like, okay, think this thought and then all of a sudden it doesn't make you feel better, what we're doing is we're thinking it's not working because it didn't work fast enough. So we are trained to seek instant gratification, and then when we don't get it, we start to believe what we're doing or what we're thinking isn't working, so we stop doing it. So our brain is always going to be seeking solutions, and if you're you're thinking, right, it's like, oh, well, I saw this person say to think this, and then I'll feel better about myself if I think this every day, but your brain doesn't see that as something that is true. It's just going to throw it away and move on to the next solution, and most likely, The next solution is just doing what you already know how to do because that's going to take the least amount of time and energy and our brain is always going to pick the solution that takes the least amount of time and energy. So when we are living in this space and you're constantly trying to talk yourself into loving yourself, you're trying to work yourself to the bone to do more and more improve yourself, you're feeling like, okay, I just need to say these nice things to myself or follow this person that makes me feel better. When we're living in this space, nothing you ever do is ever going to be enough. And you're going to constantly find yourself in the spiral of compare and despair, which is basically looking outside of you and saying, oh, I need to be more like her. I need to do more. Oh, she's creating success over there. I have to do what she's doing. And then I'm not doing it. So then you're going to be shitting all over yourself. And when you notice the word should come in, I'm going to give you a mindset hack right now. Should is always an indicator that you're in shame and judgment. And when you're living in that place of shoulding yourself, you're always going to create more lack of love and more lack of acceptance. So we've got to be very cautious of saying things to ourselves that involve the word should. So I should be farther along. I should look better. I should feel better about myself. I should be always working on myself. I should be working harder, whatever it might be, because that's always going to put you into a space where how you want to feel about yourself is just ever so slightly out of reach because you're so in the shame and the judgment spiral that you're unable to actually move ahead and access that feeling that you want to feel. So I just want you to always notice when you're shooting yourself because that's never going to get you to where you want to be. So when we're in that place where we are shooting ourselves or we have a lot of negative self-talk, what that's going to ha- what that's going to do is it's going to further erode your relationship with yourself. And what it's going to lead to is more crappy thoughts, more negative thoughts, and more limiting beliefs about yourself and what's possible for you. So for example, let's say you're in a place right now where you feel like your body should look different. Maybe you are in that space where you're like, oh, I just want to look how I did in high school or college. So what happens is your brain's going to start having thoughts like, I should look like this. And then what's going to happen is you're going to look in the mirror and you don't look like that. And you're going to feel terrible about yourself. And next thing you know, you're going to be walking down to the fridge and you're going to be picking up something that tastes really delicious because eating that makes you feel better because it's a distraction keeping you from focusing on how you look, right? So you're going to be like, oh, let me just eat this thing. And then you're going to end up gaining more weight because that shame is going to keep you eating your feelings, right? So when we avoid looking at the parts of ourself that we might be feeling embarrassed of or ashamed of, what this is going to do is to, it's going to continue the pattern of habitual negative thinking or avoiding seeing what you actually want to see or, well, I should say what not what you want to see, what you don't want to see <laughs> and keeping you in a space where it seems like that's the place where you don't want to look, right? Like we lock that negative thoughts about ourselves in a closet. We're like, oh, I don't want to see that. So we just pray that it goes away, but it doesn't. So this is going to continue to empower this old habitual thinking that's going to create more negative feelings about yourself. So when we're in this space, I want to take one step deeper into this, right? So when we're in this space where we're avoiding looking at the parts of ourselves where we feel embarrassed or ashamed, when we're in the space of thinking, oh, nothing I ever do will be enough, we're living in compare and despair, we're in that space where it's just negative self-talk, negative self-talk, and we're beating ourselves up, what's going to happen is we're never going to get to a place where your relationship with yourself is built upon self-love and self-acceptance. And what you're going to do is you're always going to be putting conditions on your love and acceptance for yourself. So what I mean by that is you're going to be thinking, oh, I love, I'll love myself when I lose the weight. I'll love myself when I actually get into a healthy relationship with somebody I love. I love, I'll love myself when somebody actually loves me back. I'll love myself when I get the promotion and make more money. I'll love myself when I stop beating myself up, right? It then we'll do the same thing with acceptance. I'll accept myself when I actually have the perfect body. I'll accept myself when I actually have the perfect job. So so now what's happened is you've put a condition on your love for yourself or your acceptance for yourself. So once again, it's always going to be ever so slightly out of reach. You're never going to get there because you've said, oh, I have to do this in order to love myself. No, it's backwards. You have to learn how to love yourself where you're at and accept yourself exactly where you're at, because if not, it's always just going to continue the same pattern, right? And so this is why we're going to be doing this work during the LLC live experience. I want to show you exactly how to do this. And we're going to talk a little bit about this later in the episode today, but I want to continue talking about the uh, the things that continue to happen when you empower this, this cycle, right? So I see a lot of times why we've gotten into this place is because we've never really had anyone model for us in our life, what it looks like to truly have a relationship with yourself that's built upon acceptance and love. So for example, I want you to buy this book right now. <laughs> this book is my Bible. It is called How to Do the Work. It's by the holistic psychologist, Dr. Nicole Perra. She has millions and millions of followers on Instagram. And she talks about when we have relationships with our parents and we have, for example, let's call it a very outwardly focused You know, parent, meaning you have to look a certain way in order for me to love you, or maybe your parents gave you a lot of praise because of how you looked. This is going to create a relationship with yourself that is very challenging. So we want to really look at how was this behavior modeled for you by your parents or whoever your parental figure was growing up. Because when I see people who are in a place, and I'm actually going to open up this chapter right now, I'm literally looking through the book as I'm talking to you, because this is something I see happen a lot with the people I work with and they have no idea that this is going on. So I want to give you some visibility into this. So let's say you have a parent who is very, very focused on how you look. So once again, you're getting that praise, you're getting with, you're you're getting a lot of, you know, you know, criticism about how you look. So if you have a parent who is very focused on the outward appearance, maybe what they do growing up is they obsess about how your weight is, right? So they're obsessing about maybe you need to look presentable at all times. I know this was something that my dad was always very focused on, right? So they're very concerned with minor details about how you wear your hair or what your outfit looks like. And they be, they're they in this place where they're you're only receiving love from them based upon how you look. So now once again that is conditional love. So as I mentioned just a second ago when you put conditions on your love for yourself you're never actually going to truly love yourself because it's never going to be enough. You're never going to look good enough. You're never going to you know feel good enough. You're never going to be good enough. So you're always going to have this conditional relationship with yourself and therefore you're going to erode your love with yourself in the process. So I want you to think about if you had a parent like that when we're children, we're a sponge, so we're absorbing all of these you know, behaviors, we're absorbing all of these beliefs. So if your parent modeled for you this type of behavior as a child, it's going to be very normal as you get into adulthood, to have a conditional loving relationship with yourself, meaning I can only love myself when, versus knowing how to love yourself exactly as you are. Because growing up, you never got praise for how you are. You're always told, oh, you need to be different, you need to be this, you need to be that. And then when you got to that point, then you got the praise. So of course, it's totally natural to be in a space like that as an adult, where you have that conditional relationship with yourself. So if you're in that space right now, I want you to put your hand on your heart. And I want you to say, you know what, I'm deciding in this moment, after listening to this episode, I'm deciding to change my relationship with myself and no longer put conditions on my love for myself. And I'm sorry that this is what was, this is what was modeled for me. I'm sorry that I was never taught this as a child, but I'm going to teach myself now how to do this for myself because your love for yourself is a decision. And if you didn't have that growing up, firstly, I'm sorry, because not a lot of us did. We are in a society where as women, we've been taught how to hate ourselves all day long. But have we really had a lot of role models in our life that actually said, here's how to love yourself? No. And if you have, congratulations, because there's not a lot of women that I know in my life or the women that I've worked with who had that relationship with people in their life unless they actively sought it out. So it is very rare for us as women to have role models in our life, unless once again, you have this like crazy, freakishly confident parent, which I'm sure you didn't because you're here listening to the Confidence Lounge podcast, trying to build your confidence, right? So if you're in that space where you didn't have that, I'm so sorry, but we're going to change that we're going to change that today. And we're going to now take the focus off of your image. We're going to take the focus off of your success. We're going to take the focus off of whatever conditions that you put on loving yourself. And we're going to put you back in the driver's seat and put you back into control over the relationship that you have with yourself. So I want you just to think about for a second, if you're somebody who's always seeking outside validation, was this behavior modeled for you via whoever your parental figure was in your life? Because even just noticing that and understanding that and diving into really unpacking that has the potential to change the rest of your life. So I want you just to think about that for a second. So when we are in a place where we haven't had somebody model that or we've listened to society, right? Like society is another huge reason why we feel about ourselves the way that we do. So when we are looking at movies or media and they told us, oh, this person is beautiful. Look more like her and you'll be loved and accepted. Follow this beauty influencer on Instagram and look just like her and do your makeup just like her and people will love you, right? Like I'm being a little bit dramatic about this, but you know what I mean. So I want you to think about with media, with branding, with marketing, with movies, with celebrity culture, with influencer culture, this is all a machine, right? So it's all, fu- it's all based upon capitalism. And I want you to imagine in this moment how many companies would go out of business if you truly loved yourself, right? I know the beauty industry would really suffer. I know the diet culture would really suffer. I talk so much about this because guess what? I used to be that person working in the beauty industry, creating products, tapping into your insecurities through marketing, telling you that if you want to feel good enough, if you want to feel beautiful, if you want to feel confident, hey, you better wear this product. Hey, don't feel good about the dark circles that you have on your eyes. Hey, it's not good to have bumpy skin, so here's this makeup primer. Hey, let's talk about cellulite. That's not acceptable, so here's this lotion and this cream to help you tighten up your skin. Okay, like this is not a coincidence that you feel about yourself the way that you do because you were taught this way. We've been conditioned as women that nothing we ever do is good enough. There's no amount of beauty that's ever going to be enough. Here, buy this thing. Hopefully it'll get you to good enough. But when it doesn't, here's another thing that I'm going to sell you. So think about it this is why we are in a place where we don't have this loving, accepting relationship with ourselves because we've been taught otherwise. We've been taught conditional love. We've never been taught unconditional love. So I want to bring my girl Lizzo into this because as we were talking so much about, you know, the LLC experience, this was all inspired by Lizzo. And she said something that I thought was so beautiful because this is the opportunity that you have today to do the same thing. So what she said is, I made the decision that I wanted to be happy. With my body and happy with who I am, you have to find that love for yourself deep down inside, underneath all of the questions and the ickiness. Yes, so underneath all of those layers of ickiness, underneath all of those layers of negative thought, underneath all of those layers of questioning, am I good enough? Will I ever be enough? Will anybody ever love me exactly as I am? all of that has to be deconditioned and worked through and unpacked in order to get to the true you. And the second part of what she said that I absolutely loved is how can you love somebody else when you don't even love you? Oh my God. Right? Right? Like I want to just like clap and I wish I had like a raw, like an audience cheering sound that I could put into this podcast. I'm sure I could probably find one, but this is the thing. And I want you to really hear this. Loving yourself Is a choice, right? And it's also not a choice because why would you not choose to love yourself? Lizzo said, I don't think that loving yourself is a choice. And she went on to say, I think that is a decision that has to be made for survival. It was in my case. Loving myself was the result of answering two things Do I want to live? Because who you're going to be for the rest of your life? Because this is who you're going to be for the rest of your life. Or Are you just gonna have a life of emptiness, self-hatred, and self-loathing? And I chose to live, so I had to accept myself. So loving yourself, it's a decision that most of us were never empowered to make. It's a choice that we didn't know that we had. So it is a choice and a decision that will change the rest of your life. So think about if today, you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to me hear all of this, and you're saying, okay, Elise, I'm gonna take everything that you said, and I'm gonna learn how to love myself. I'm gonna decide today, to be the woman that does whatever it takes to learn how to love myself and accept myself exactly as I am. Because let me tell you, when I was working at Estee Lauder, and if you've been listening to this podcast, you've heard me talk about this. I was the most unhealthy I've ever been. I was over 200 pounds. I was eating my feelings to the highest level. I was driving through McDonald's all the time because on top of you know a lot of work stress, flying 100,000 miles a year, I also had a four to five hour commute per day. So the last thing I wanted to do when I get, when I got home was cook and there's a McDonald's right down the street. I used to work at McDonald's. It is a very comforting food for me. And I always feel like crap afterwards, right? I know that going into it, but in a way that was, that was part of the punishment that came along with how I had let myself go. I was like, I feel terrible. So now I'm going to eat my feelings. Then I feel even more terrible. So guess what? I ate again and then I gained more weight. And then I was just in this perpetual cycle of abusing myself, not loving myself. I had no idea loving myself was a decision I could make. And it's so ironic because I think now, you know, six years on the other side of that journey, I'm the healthiest I've ever been, I'm the most full of self love I've ever been, I'm the most just head over heels in love with the potential of who I'm becoming every single day. And that was all a decision. And that was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make because it it really meant changing my habits and changing my lifestyle. And that was something I was unwilling to do for a very long time. But when I walked away from my career in beauty, I had nothing but time and space. So I was like, all right, it's now or never. Let's go. So I think about What changed on the other side of that is every single relationship in my life changed monumentally, including the relationship with my husband and my parents and some of my best friends. Because I had never loved myself, I had always made them responsible for filling that void within me. So I'd said, okay, husband, I don't love myself today, so you better love me extra hard so that way I feel good enough. And it never worked. So... I had learned how to fuel myself up with love first and pump myself up with all of that acceptance that I had never even known how to give myself. And then I didn't need anybody from anything or need anything from anybody else. I became so self-sufficient because I was always in a place of always this loving acceptance for myself. So everything changed on the other side of making that decision. So if you are like what Lizzo says. Like you have two choices here, right? So you can either choose to love yourself because this is who you're going to be for the rest of your life, or you can choose to live in that life of emptiness, the self-hatred and the self-loathing. So you have two decisions you can make, right? You can you can choose path one. We know where that leads. Or you can choose path two and create more of what you're feeling now, which I'm guessing probably feels terrible because I know how it felt for me and it was awful. That was one of the lowest points of my life. And I think that when we are in that place of really feeling that low, 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 there's two places we can go. We can continue to go lower and you can go as low as you can until you find out where your bottom is or you can go up. And I think about when I was in that space of starting to pull myself out of that low, 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 I kept having breakdown after breakdown, but what lived on the other side of that breakdown was a beautiful breakthrough. And then I'd break down again, and then I'd break through again. And those breakthroughs felt so incredible that it kept me going every single day. And I started to get into that place of realizing, oh my God, these breakdowns are in my highest benefit. Okay, I'm no longer afraid of these breakdowns. Let's go, because I know there's gonna be another breakthrough living right on side of feeling, or (laughs) living on the other side of feeling like ass for a second. So I would allow the breakdowns to happen. And I learned how to see those as a part of the growth process that made me my best me. So if you're in a space right now where, let's say, when you stand in front of the mirror, you are having a relationship with yourself where you want to feel like, I love my cellulite and wrinkles. But you don't really love those parts of you yet. What's going to happen if you're in that space of trying to positive self-talk, you're talking yourself into loving these parts of you is your brain is going to reject it. So think about if you're standing outside right now, and I'm going to give you an example of this is how our brain perceiving the positive self-talk not working, right? And you walk outside and you clearly see the sky is blue, but you're like, the sky is purple. And your brain's like, no, it's not. It's blue. And you're like, but I love the purple sky that I'm seeing. And your brain's like, but the sky's blue. So that's how it's gonna be when you're in that space where you're like, looking in the mirror, and you know you want to love the wrinkles and the cellulite, and you're like, I love my wrinkles and cellulite. And your brain's like, No, you don't. They're ugly. They're terrible. They're disgusting. Why do you have wrinkles and cellulite? Why did you let yourself go? And you're gonna go through that spiral of like having an inner war with yourself, and your brain is never gonna see these positive, positive, you know, affirmations or self-talk, whatever it is that you're trying to do, is true. So this is the thing about doing this work. And this is why I wanted to come on and talk about this specifically is because so many of us are like, well, I tried positive self-talk and it didn't work. So then you quit. So I want to tell you why positive self-talk doesn't work. So let's say you've been in that place where you're standing in front of the mirror. You're trying to say those positive things about yourself. And no matter how many nice things you say to yourself, you never actually feel better. Okay. You cannot just go from hating yourself to loving yourself by saying nice things about you. That's not how it works. So positive self-talk can be super helpful once you actually have done the deeper work, right? So I want you to think about positive self-talk more so as the icing on the cake that's going to keep you into a space where you're like, yes, this is delicious. Let's go. But we have to bake the cake first. You need the other ingredients in the cake. You need the oven. You need to let all you know the cake actually bake before you can put the icing on it. So it can be super helpful. But the thing is, why it doesn't work is you're not going to believe those words if you're trying to go from A to Z in one in one sitting. So what ends up happening when you're in that space is you're standing in front of the mirror, you're trying to say the nice things to yourself, but it ends up just becoming more noise in your brain that can make you feel worse about yourself. So our brain is going to always reject what it doesn't believe. So if you're thinking to yourself, I love my cellulite and I love my, my wrinkles, which I know you're probably like, no, I hate them. <laughs> Society has conditioned me to hate them. Society told me I can't have wrinkles because then that means I'm old and women who are old are ugly, right? All of the crap that we've been fed by society. So when you're in the space where you're trying to say this to yourself, but you don't actually love those parts of you, your brain is going to reject this positive thought and instead give you a ton of evidence as to why your cellulite and wrinkles are terrible. So what you need to create, and this is what I'm going to be showing showing you exactly how to do during the LLC training is you need to create your ladder thoughts. So these thoughts are designed to help you climb to your next level of belief. And I'm going to give you an example of what that looks like in just a second. So I am going to do this on a very deep level, and I'm actually going to be bringing people up live during the LLC live experience to do this in real time. So if you want the support, this literally will change the rest of your life if you understand how to do this. So come, it's completely free. It is literally 90 minutes of you time to come get you the loving support that you need to build that more loving relationship with your yourself. And once you see how to do this, you can't unsee it. And that's the best part about doing this work because it sets you up for success for the rest of your life. So that way, when you are standing in front of the mirror, you're not trying to go from A to Z. You're like, oh, okay, let me go from A to B. Then I know how to go from B to C, right? And then I know how to go from C to D. And then all of a sudden, you're going to be in that space before you even realize it. where that thought that you wanted to believe about yourself, let's use, I love my cellulite and wrinkles. It's just going to be true, right? So I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. So to get in on this, once again, it's completely free. Just tap the link in the show notes and you will be registered for it. I'll send you everything you need to know about that. So let's talk about what this actually looks like. So let's use an example of, let's say you want to be in a space of believing that you love yourself. But right now, you're trying to say that to yourself. You're like, I love myself. But then your brain's like, no, but you're not good enough. Hold on. You're not making enough money. You're overweight. You've got wrinkles. You're aging. You're not a good enough mom. You should be working harder for your kids. You're not a good enough wife because you should be doing more and more. The house is dirty, right? Like your brain starts serving you up all that evidence as to why you can't love yourself exactly as you are because it's saying, no, you need to change and fix all these things about yourself before you can truly love yourself. You know what I mean? So let's say your goal is to... Have that true belief where you can look in the mirror and be like, wow, I love me and i know for me that was a big goal of mine when i set out on this journey and i remember going to a retreat in sri lanka and it was a whole self love acceptance retreat and i was just in it <laughs> and i was like okay i don't even know what i just signed up for but i don't care i'm so willing to fix this problem because i'm sick and tired of warring against myself i'm sick and tired of beating the crap out of myself every single day i'm sick and tired of this self assault that my nasty inner mean girl says to me every single day and i want to stop this like i'd never gotten there on my own and so i went to this retreat in Sri Lanka by myself, like crazy experience. I had read this book from an author and then I was like, I love her vibe. And then at the end of the book, she was like, I'm going to be hosting this retreat. You should come. And I'm like, F it. <laughs> I got nothing to lose. I'm not working right now. Let's go. So I just literally got on a plane on a whim a month before this retreat was happening and and went and went on my e pray, love journey across the world. So my goal was to get to this place of learning how to love myself. And I wanted to have this inherent belief I am lovable because my whole entire life, I didn't believe that to be true, right? Like if you've heard me talk about my experience with bullying, I always had the bullies' voices in my head. I never believed that I was lovable. And that was presenting a lot of issues in my relationship because I was always thinking that my husband was lying to me about how he loved me or I was always thinking that my friends were just being nice to me and didn't actually really love me or I don't know. I had some crazy ass thoughts, (laughs) y'all. You might be saying like, oh God, yeah, I have those too. Yeah, these little gremlins that pop up and you're having like the best day of your life and all of a sudden it's like, but nobody loves me. (laughs) Okay, so let's say you had a goal like me to believe that you are the woman that just loves herself, right? And you want to look in the mirror and just be like, God, I love myself. And that's where I'm at now. So I want you to know it is possible to get there, but it's going to take these latter thoughts to help you get there. So here's what this looks like. So it all starts with an intention. So when you set the intention, it's going to say, okay, I want to love myself. So here's what's going to happen is you're going to go look in the mirror and you're going to be like, okay, brain, you're giving me all this evidence as to why I'm not lovable, but I want to love myself. And your next latter thought is I am learning to love myself. And as you're doing this work, the next thought is going to be, I'm starting to love myself. And then as you go deeper into the work, I am feeling more love for myself. And then guess what? At some point, as you start to feel that love for yourself, you're just gonna start to love yourself. And that's when the war with yourself is gonna end. Because when you are in that place, where you are starting to say like, okay, I set an intention to love myself. Now I'm being the woman who does the work to learn how to love herself. And oh my God, I'm starting to generate love for myself. And oh my God, I feel love for myself in the spaces that I used to hate myself. Oh my God, I actually love myself. This is how the process looks. So you can't just go from standing in front of the mirror being like, okay, I hate myself right now, or I don't like myself. And I want to love myself, you know, and just expect yourself to be like, but I love myself, but I love myself, but I love myself. That's not how it works. So you've got to do these little ladder thoughts to help you bridge the gap in between starting where you're at and getting to where you want to be. So think of these little ladder thoughts as like going on the most beautiful road trip that you've ever been on your life, right? And these little ladder thoughts are like each pit stop that you make to go see something amazing. And on that road trip, it's going to take you from being in the space where you are now, having the relationship that you have with yourself now to where you want to be. And we don't want to put a time limit on this road trip. We don't want to put, uh, you know, it's saying I have to be there by this point because once again, you know, here come all the shoulds <laughs> of, oh, I should be farther along. I should love myself already. Oh, this isn't working. And guess what? You're going to quit. So we've got to be very careful not to put time conditions on building a relationship with yourself because things are going to happen in life. Curveballs are going to come. You're going to take step backwards and then you're going to take hundred steps forwards because you're going to have different tools. So I don't want you to put conditions. Once again, we talked about putting conditions on loving for on, on loving yourself. We don't want to put conditions on what this process is going to look like, how long it's going to take. You just have to trust that if you do the work, you're going to get there because you will. So another example of this is I see a lot of women want to be in a space where they truly feel beautiful and they want to stand in front of the mirror and feel like, oh my God, I am so beautiful. But you've had a whole lifetime of people telling you that you're ugly. I know this was my truth too. I had a lot of people in my life tell me that I was fat or that I was ugly. So it didn't seem true to look in the mirror to, and actually feel beautiful. And there were moments where I felt beautiful. Like if I did my hair and makeup and I was going out, I'd be like, damn. But that wasn't my day-to-day reality. I really believed that I needed the makeup to actually be beautiful. And then the problem was when I wash my face, there goes all my beauty. And then I wouldn't leave the house with my makeup because I didn't feel good enough. And this was my whole moral confliction about staying in the beauty industry is that I couldn't continue to empower the belief that you needed these products to be okay to leave your house, right? Like I wanted to be able to walk to my mailbox down the street without putting on a layer of foundation because I actually felt secure about my skin being bumpy or having acne scars or whatever it was. And I learned how to feel good enough and secure with these parts of myself that I had always hidden underneath a mask of makeup. And for a long time, I didn't believe that I could actually leave the house and be okay. That was an immense amount of anxiety for me. And especially working in the beauty industry, hi, like no wonder why I felt like I had this insane inner perfectionist Because in beauty, we were taught, hey, you got to look perfect or don't show up at all. You know, would it be okay if I walked into a meeting barefaced with some of the biggest executives in the industry? No, they'd be like, ew, what are you doing? Like, why don't you have makeup on your face? Are you sick? Like, so that for me was just so deeply ingrained and conditioned within me that I had to wear makeup to feel beautiful. And that was a big problem when it came to feeling secure with myself. So I had to do the work to learn how to see myself as beautiful without a full face of makeup. And that was really hard for me because that was unconditioning a whole lifetime of limiting beliefs, right? So let's say you're in that space where you want to feel beautiful and your current thought is, well, how can I be beautiful when I have a face covered with, you know, scars and wrinkles? Here's how this is going to look when we put this into the latter thought process, right? So first it's got to be the, the first step is the intention, right? So I want to learn how to see myself as beautiful, even though I have scars and wrinkles on my face. And the next thought could look like, my scars and my wrinkles are a part of me, and I'm learning how to love and accept all parts of me. And your next thought on your beautiful road trip could be, my wrinkles and my scars are not wrong for being there. This is a natural part of growing. And then your next beautiful stop on your destination as you go on your road trip could be, these scars and the wrinkles do not take away from my beauty, even though this world says otherwise. Because once again, this world is going to say that it's not okay for those scars and wrinkles to be there. And they're going to say, you need this laser treatment and this you know, wrinkle cream and whatever it might be. But that's not true. You can learn how to love yourself with those parts of you because it's not wrong that they're there, even though society says they shouldn't be there, right? And then the next thought on your beautiful road trip could be, I don't need to cover these parts of me because I decide what's beautiful and I choose to see all parts of me as beautiful. And guess what's going to happen when you live in that space? Your end stop is going to be, I am beautiful. So you see how this is coming together? So I want to give you one final example of this because this actually just happened to me yesterday. So this is a very relevant example. So I'm in a place right now where I love my body even though my body is not where I want it to be. Okay. Did you hear that? You can love yourself, even though you're not exactly where you want to be. You can choose to say, okay, I know I would like, you know, this part of my body to look a little bit different, but I'm still going to choose to love that part of me, even though it's not where I want it to be. That when you can live there, ooh, my friends, you will be free. You will be free because even if you gain that five pounds, you have, you know, like an off couple months where you decide to eat your feelings, you know, You're not going to sacrifice love for yourself because at the end of the day, you always love yourself. You always accept yourself for where you're at. So you can have those moments and it's not going to be a big deal, right? That is my goal for you to live in that space. So once again, if you want to be in that space, come take the first steps to learn how to get there during the LLC training. You can register right now for free. Tap the link. Just get in because I want you to be in that space where even if you have a couple off months, even if you go through, let's say, an awful tragedy and it takes you a couple months to come back from or even longer, you're not going to sacrifice love for yourself in that process because that foundation is so clean. It's so clear. You know how to live in that space. So come get the support that you need. It's hundred percent free. I've got your back. Okay. So let's say you're in a space right now where you want to love your body. So I just gave birth to a human. <laughs> My body, <laughs> it does not look, feel, perform anything the way, the same way that it did before I had Micah. It is very different and things are not operating in the same way. And anybody who has had a baby can understand and sympathize that as much as we want to go back to where we were before, that is not happening because our body, like organs are in different places. I still have organs that are dropping into place, even though it's seven months later, there's still parts of my body that are healing. I'm still not like my wrists are not functioning properly. I have what's called mother's thumb. So I'm having to wear these braces all the time. Like Things just don't work the way that they used to. And that's okay, because I've done the work to see myself as acceptable, lovable, right? So even though my body is not where I want it to be, even though my thighs are double the size, even though my waistline is double the size, even though I've got this newfound jiggly chicken thing going on with the, my underarms, it's, it's you know, not the same size. I don't hate these parts of myself, But that's not, you know, like for example, I'm going to Mexico in a couple months and I keep joking and saying, yeah, this is not the body that's coming with me to Mexico because I'm actively working on these parts of me. So yesterday... I had noticed, I took a picture over the weekend, I was at the beach and I noticed my arms looked really, really big. And this is interesting because when I had gotten pregnant, my arms were toned. Like I actually had muscle definition. I felt so secure with how my body had looked because I had a lot of, I'd really leaned out and I know my body is not in that space now. Like my, I definitely have the jiggle monster going on with my thighs have all sorts of like newfound scars from, you know, rashes that I gotten while I was pregnant and I had put a swimsuit on yesterday and, you know, this was also on top of seeing the picture that was taken from the beach where my arms looked a lot bigger and like this, my swimsuit was riding up because there's a lot more mass than there was in the booty and thigh area. So the the swimsuit that I had from pre-pregnancy, it didn't fit my body in the same way. So I just noticed these things. I didn't allow my brain once to make it a problem. I didn't allow my brain once to shame me for where I was at. I didn't allow my brain to go into a space where this was wrong that I'm here because it just is. I accept that I'm here. It's not a problem, but I also am not going to stay here. So I can love myself even when I'm in transition. I can love myself even though I'm not, you know, super happy with the fact that I have jiggly thighs, you know, and that my waistline is so much larger, but I don't war against that part of myself. I'm going to do something about it because that's what I do. If there's a part of me that I don't like, I'm going to, I'm going to change it, right? Like that's the power we all have. So I'm actively every single day working on myself to not stay here. What a beautiful thing, right? So I didn't let myself shame myself. I didn't say any nasty things about myself. I just noticed it. I was like, cool, here's my next opportunity. Beautiful. I know exactly where to focus my work. Amazing. I know exactly how to get back to the place where I feel hundred percent, you know, toned. I know the exercises, the work for my body. I know what I, what responds to. It was not a problem if this was me a few years ago, ooh, that conversation would have looked a lot different. It would have been like, you fat ass, you're disgusting, you're nasty. Like I was so mean to myself. And there was a moment I went to an event and I watched this exercise happen. And this is now something I have done and brought into my events where we're really working on deep self love. And I, during this event, they had two women, go up on stage and they would say to each other those nasty thoughts that they had to had about themselves and they would stand they wrote everything down and then they would say the nasty thoughts to the other person and it's a lot different when you have those thoughts to yourself versus when you actually vocalize them out loud and imagine yourself saying that to somebody else then it makes you realize the weight of the words that you are carrying in your mind so i want you to imagine if you were like me and you your brain is offering you all those nasty like whether you're a fat ass and you're disgusting and you shouldn't be here and how did you how did you let yourself get this way and you're so gross no one's ever going to love you like you're not good enough right like if you're having those thoughts i want you to imagine saying that to your best friend to your little sister to your mom to your boss whoever it is in your life that you love so much because when you have that awareness How could you spend one more day saying those nasty things to yourself and warring against your beautiful body that is working so hard to keep you alive? So have some accountability there. Have some accountability to get those nasty thoughts out of your brain. Imagine how horrible somebody would feel if you would just say those things like, oh, you're disgusting. Oh, you're a fat ass. You would never say those things to somebody else. So why are you saying those things to you? Okay, so let's go back to example number three about loving your body. So let's say your ultimate goal is to stand in front of the mirror and feel healthy and feel so in love with the woman you see staring back at you and feel like, oh my God, I could be in a bikini. Let's say that's like where you want to go. That's your end destination on this beautiful road trip, right? So let's start off with the intention. I'm not where I want to be and that's okay. And your next stop is going to be looking at a thought like I'm becoming the woman who does something every day to get where I want to be. The next thought is I'm learning how to love myself where I'm at and have compassion for where I'm at. The next thought is, I'm a work in progress. What a beautiful thought that you always get to be a work in progress. And your next thought could be, I am making progress and I'm looking and feeling better. Your next thought could be, I'm loving where I'm at and I'm getting healthier. Your next thought could be, I am healthy. And your final thought on this beautiful road trip that you're going to take yourself on is, I love my healthy body. Imagine if that was your reality. And this is how you get there, is bridging the gap with these little ladder thoughts. So, I know you are in a place where you set out with the best intentions to use this positive self talk to feel better. And you start the day by saying, like, oh, today I'm going to be nice to myself. Today I'm going to see myself as good enough. But then you walk past that mirror and you catch a glimpse of yourself and you see all your self perceived flaws. And then all of a sudden, this liquid disgust washes all over your face and you can't unsee it. And now you're thinking, oh my God, now I'm worried everyone else can see it too. So you're trying to hide it and you're putting on more clothes to hide your body. You're caking on more makeup to hide your face. You're avoiding mirrors at all costs. Your inner mean girl is screaming at you. Telling you to lose weight and get Botox, your insecurity is flooding you, and your ability to be nice to yourself has been overtaken by these same crappy thoughts that keep you from loving you. This habitual pattern of hating on yourself does not have to be here forever. So on 7-1, during our LLC, which LLC stands for Lizzo Level Confidence, right? I'm going to teach you a new way of thinking that is going to be your first step towards silencing your inner mean girl and learning how to love yourself as is. That's right. I said as is. So that means you have the ability to love you and feel confident in who you are without having to change one thing about yourself. It is 100% possible. And you have to get to this point where you learn how to love yourself now, where you're at. Potentially, this could be at your worst, right? I know that's the work I had to do when I was over 200 pounds, eating my feelings, shaming myself for who I had, I had you know, become. I had to learn how to love that version of me exactly as I was before I could get to the place where I am now. So I want to show you how to do that because it is totally possible for you. And if your brain's like, "Ha, no it's not." Then come let me let me prove you wrong. Let me prove you wrong. Take a chance, spend 90 90 minutes with me, gain some new tools because what you're doing right now isn't working. If it was, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now. Let's be real, right? So you can join us for free right now by tapping the link in the show notes. And I'm going to teach you exactly what you need to do to get into a space to form these beautiful ladder thoughts to get you into the space where the positive self-talk starts to work because we've got all the other ingredients in the cake. We've got every single thing. You know what temperature the cake needs to bake at. So that way, once again, these these beautiful positive thoughts that you want to think about yourself are just the icing on the cake that make you feel incredible because you've set the foundation for your self-love based upon acceptance and true love for yourself. Okay, So I want to see you register. I want to see you get in there because the relationship that you have with yourself is the most important relationship that you will ever have in your life. And you can't ever truly experience love with somebody else until you have experienced true love with yourself. So join us on 7 1 to build that loving relationship with you. This is completely free. Once again, you can, ta- you can register right now by tapping the link in the show notes. And this is where your self-love and acceptance road trip with the most beautiful pit stops along the way to get to your final destination is going to start. So I want to see you with us on July 1st at 10 a.m. Pacific time for the Form Your LLC, Lizzo Level Confidence, live experience. It is going to be a mind-blowing day for you. All right, my love let's do this. Let's stop positive self-talking yourself into hating yourself. It's not working. Come do the work with me. I've got your back. All right. I will check in with you when our next episode releases. On Friday, we are going to be doing more sneak peeks into what you're going to experience during the LLC live experience. So get ready. So much more is coming for you. Oh, hey. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this helps you, I would love for you to share the gift of confidence with a friend because this is how we all grow. So share this with your girls, a coworker, a fellow mama, or your fam on social media because we all need support in our confidence journey. So sharing can help us heal, feel better, and take steps to grow now. Also, I'd love if you would drop your rating in. Ratings and reviews help me so much more than you realize. And if you found yourself listening today and thinking, I need professional support, I would love to invite you to join the CAN program, where I will teach you how to take confident action now. If increased confidence is what you want, this is multiple months of dedicated you time, where we will do the deep work on you to create your most confident self, both personally and professionally. Because once you know how to generate the feeling of confidence from the inside out, the possibilities become endless and your results become inevitable. This is the most valuable investment you will ever make in yourself. And I cannot wait to see who you become on the other side of doing this work on you. So visit me at soulmakeup.com to learn more or come be my bestie on Instagram. You can find me at your soul makeup. See you next time.